Hi everyone and welcome back to the Bolton Fan TV podcast. I'm surprised we've still not missed a week, I'll be completely honest. Um, but yeah, we are back um, again, uh, me and Tyler that is. Um, I mean, again, we can't really complain, <laughs> you know, with uh, recent games and stuff, but we're here anyway. Um, but yeah, first things first. You thought I'd forgot, didn't you? <laughs> the trivia questions are back. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, I, like, I'll be honest. It's been like three weeks. Yeah, I forgot last week and then the week before you hosted because obviously I had COVID. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No revision done. <laughs> well, you can't really revise for it. So, um, Also, I do apologise, anyone that is on YouTube, that you can see me constantly messing with my hair, but I need a haircut, okay? So do I. <laughs> You're just going to have to deal with it. Um, but yeah, we're only going to do the one question, because I'll be honest, that's all I found, because I did it about 10 minutes ago. Um until we come to the end and you'll think of another one. <laughs> Probably. But um, I don't know. But yeah, all right. <laughs> so obviously, I mean, also as well, I'm, I'm making the question up. I've just got a fact in front of me. I'm just making a question out of it. Um, oh, great. So <laughs> obviously, Bolton haven't always been at uh, the Uniball or the Macron Reebok, whatever you want to call it. Um Obviously, the, the first stadium was called Burnham Park. Now, my question to you, young Tyler... When was, is, when, when was it first there? No. When was it demolished? I don't like you one bit. <laughs> I feel like you'd have got women. Um, if, if I had have asked you when it was built, <laughs> I think you might have got that, but... To be fair, you might get this. Is it multiple choice or not? Well, no, because I told you it's not a question, it's just a fact. <laughs> and I feel like if I if I give dates, I'm going to give a wrong date and then, yeah. <laughs> it's actually, I, that's mad, but yeah. <laughs> Don't know why I've got some like proper far date in my head. Well, I mean, to be fair, but we're not quite old. True. This may take him a while, so, <laughs> you know. Back in 1936. 1999. <laughs> which, to be honest, it doesn't... I mean, it seems like a long time ago, which it is. <laughs> but at the same time, it's kind of like, it's actually not... Too far away. Um, well, I mean, yeah. Uh, that was the little trivia section that we've done now all of, what, twice? <laughs> but, yeah. Twice. Um, now let's get into the actual podcast. Um, obviously, we will talk about, obviously, our recent form and stuff. But um, it's, I'll be honest, I'm going to warn everyone that's listening or watching. It's, we're probably going to say a lot of the same things that we already have the past couple of weeks simply because we'll, we can't necessarily critique the performance too much. Um, but yeah, the big thing I want to talk about, or potentially big thing, it's not a big thing yet, um, one of our strikers who we have on loan, oh, yeah, yeah. Dapo Afalayan, okay, has discussed the possibility 
of moving to the Whites permanently. Now, I've said in a couple of podcasts that um, right now, Afalaya doesn't look like the best player, but he definitely has the has the qualities to be one of the best in the league. Um, Tuesday, Tuesday, he was a ball when yeah. he started on Tuesday. Yeah, and um, against Cambridge, I think he deserved the goal. Um, I think he just got a bit unlucky. Yeah, he, he wasn't he wasn't lucky to miss, and then yeah. obviously Sars with the volley. Yeah, um, like I said, we'll we'll get onto that, but um, yeah, I mean Ian Everett's made it like he's so open, and he actually wants Afalayan to stay. Obviously, Afalayan, I think he's out of contract at the end of the season with West Ham. I believe. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, he is. So, I mean, it's not impossible. Um, I would like to see him uh, here, you know, on a permanent basis, simply off the fact that, you know, the performances he's putting in, and at such a young age as well, he looks like he's going to be one of the next breakouts, which, I mean, if if he can start that at Bowen, I'm not going to complain. Um, but yeah, as, as we both just said, um, Personally as well, I think over the past few weeks, Afalayan, I'm surprised he hasn't got a goal yet. Um, his, time, his time will come. Yeah, it's, it's the same with Madison, as as we both said. Um, both of them are bound to get a goal at some point. Um, Afalayan, like like we just said as well, was unlucky against Cambridge, probably should have scored. Um, but there's not a lot he could have done about it. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on Afalayan potentially coming to Bolton permanently? I think it would be a good deal for him because he's like a lower league club, like like you said, getting more experience the way he's playing. He could evenly become a baller in League Two and hopefully break into the England squad, like young, like depending on how old he is, like young English squad. He's quite young. Then, he might only be, I don't know, I think he, he's 19, 20, something like that, I think. And then, and then break into the big England squad. Hopefully, Gareth Southgate looks at what Affleyan's been doing. It would be a shame if he does go back to West Ham if the talks break down. Because I could see talks maybe breaking down and then restarting again. Interesting point on that, actually, which actually brings me on to what I was just getting up. Um, now, Affleyan, I have so much more respect for this guy now, um, simply based on what what he said um well i mean i don't know if he's actually said this but he's implied it in some way or whatever but um yeah so i'm gonna read you a, a very short paragraph from the one football article that i've seen um but apparently it was in the button news so that's where you might may have seen it if you have seen it um so afalayan has stated that uh, he is focused on helping the league two side push for promotion during his time on loan at the Uniball. And any talks over his future will have to wait. Which I respect massively. Because there's so many players that would almost jump at the opportunity, especially if West Ham offer him a new contract. He could just jump at that straight away and then, you know, yeah. not be 100% focused. But um, I respect that massively because obviously we are pushing for promotion, whether it be at least the playoffs or potentially automatics. Obviously we discussed that in the last podcast. Um, and yeah, I mean, just massive respect. Like to think that he is, he's still very young. 
you know, obviously he's older than us too, but <laughs> he's still very young. Um, and the fact that he like, he seems like he's got a very like mature head on him, um, just based off of that. Um, and yeah, and it actually does say underneath that he is out of contract with West Ham at the end of the season as well. So, I mean, it's a very big possibility. Um, obviously, Everett really likes likes him, and um, Afalayan. I don't really know what his feelings are about Bolton, but I'm assuming he's enjoying it right now. Um, oh. But yeah, that honestly, um, obviously, I've made it no secret that I'd take Madison first, but. Um, <laughs> I've yeah. made no secret that I'd take Declan John first. Or Declan John, yeah, to be fair, any of them, realistically. Um, and he has obviously. Been sorry, go on. A bit quiet with his contract talks, hasn't he? Declan John. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not as if he needs to shout about it. Is he out of contract at the end of this season? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of Madison as well, actually, I've seen a few people um, criticising Madison. Now, this isn't this isn't a massive thing. Like, people have been doing it since he got here. Um, but, you know, whether it's for his Fendi headband or whatever. But... Um, now people are starting to, I believe personally, that it's the majority of ever outers. Obviously, because they can't complain at Ian Everett right Obviously. now. Obviously. They're, they're trying to pick at individuals. Um, I've seen a few people say that Madison's overhyped. Um, that, you know, okay. <laughs> I mean, Tyler's reaction sums it up, really. I had the same one. Um, look, Madison hasn't, you know, he has put in very good performances, don't get me wrong. Obviously, he hasn't scored goals, which is what everybody's expecting him to do. You know, I think he's, he's going assists. to get one. He's oh. been getting assists, though. Yeah, which is what I was about to say, actually. Um, but he, the performances he's putting in are very good. Like, he's he's holding down his position and he's doing his job very well. Um, and at the end of the day, the team's winning. So, you know... He's if, literally bringing our team forward in yeah. any chance possible. I mean, the way I look at it, right, if, you know, that whole month of January, when we're kind of, I mean, let's be honest, Bolton fans in general were wondering if we'd even make playoffs. Um, you know, our form wasn't great. We were sat closer to the bottom of the table. Um, and then January happened, and straight after that, we've shot up. So, you know, the way I look at it, if Madison hadn't come in, we probably wouldn't have shot up the table, at least not as quickly anyway. Um, you know, if Williams hadn't come in, we wouldn't have shot up the table. Um, who else did we bring in? I've forgotten. Afalayan. Madison. Afalayan. And then, is that when, it? When, when, did, when did we get Kieran Lee? No, Kieran Lee was before that. That was like after the first transfer window, but not in January. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um, and, oh, and then obviously Jensen, which that's another topic we'll talk about as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you if all you ever outers, right? If you're actually now criticizing players when I'll be honest, I think I think I said it in the last episode. This is the best football I've seen Bolton play since we were yeah. last in League One. Not last season, you know, before that. Like, my God, like <laughs> I saw um like stats of um like players that have done the most passes. Try and have a guess who was number one and number two. By the way, it's not related to Madison or anything. It's it's defenders, I'll give you that. Uh Santos and Baptiste. 
Alex Baptiste is at the top of that. Like he's he's created the, Baptiste. Like, yeah, Baptiste is at the top of I think it was passes, I believe. Um but yeah. Oh, that's why I went Santos first. And, yeah, and then Santos is second. So the top two passers in the league. Like two of Bolton's players are at the top of that. Like we are one of the most creative sides, I'd argue. Um obviously again comes back to being critical, clinical, wrong word. But yeah, um, again, we'll get on to that. But um, yeah, I mean, if, if you come in at individual players now, like I get it if they have a bad game, but Madison's not had a bad game. Like you can call him overhyped and whatever, but at the end of the day, he's probably going to bang in three goals at some point during a game and have an yeah. absolute banger yeah. of a game. And then all all the people that were calling him overhyped were like, oh my God, he's worth all the hype. He's this, that and the other. Like, just <laughs> why well, can't right? This is why I've said before. I obviously love Bowen, or else I wouldn't support them. You know, I've, I've supported Bowen a lot, like pretty much all my life. You know, yeah, um, and then you know, I still hate Bolton fans. I'll be completely honest. I, I hate Bolton fans. There's some arrogant ones that do my head. There's that, but also it's just some that are just wrong, which is more annoying. <laughs> like. If at least if somebody's being arrogant or you know making a point that you don't agree with, you know, you can accept difference of opinion, but True. when it's just flat out wrong, <laughs> that's when it annoys me. Like, it's kind of like, come on, it's like when everyone was saying, you know, ever out, ever out. Like, now look at us, <laughs> you've all gone quiet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Literally, yeah. everyone that was ever in predicted this was going to happen, and now it's happened, and they've all gone back into the shadows. Crying and waiting until blooming um, ever, ever slips up again. <laughs> yeah, what what's all that ever out is going to say now? Because he's won the manager of the month. Congrats <laughs> to the manager. What you saying now? <laughs> but yeah, that's also another thing we will talk about. Um, but yeah, uh, so anyone calling Madison overhyped, just you're wrong. <laughs> just guessing a bit. But yeah, next. Um, I've forgotten the order. I said this was going to happen straight before the podcast. Um, I kind of had it mapped out in my head. Completely forgotten. But um, let's just move on to uh, Manager of the Month, as we've just mentioned. And obviously Santos as well um, did get Player of the Month as well. Um, It just goes to show, like, (laughs) as we've just said, um, you know, before January, we were closer to the bottom of the table. Now we're closer to the top of the table. Um, but yeah, I mean, an interesting thing that, again, I've seen from probably ever hours um, <laughs> is people actually didn't want Everett to win this. They didn't want him to what? win Manager of the Month. Now, no, 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 but right, before you get all annoyed and confused and whatever, I can understand why, and you'll probably understand why. Um, it's based off the last time he won it, obviously when we went on our first run of form, when we got like, I think it was what, five wins and then he got manager of the month. Um, but yeah, when he last got that, that's when our form dropped off again. So I think people were looking at it like, oh, but if, if he wins it this time, that might happen again. You know, because, no, I mean... Don't say that. Please do not say that. I mean, people have already said it. Um, but I mean, I can understand that. But at the same time, I don't see it happening. Not with the quality we've got in the squad now, with Madison and you know, everyone, like, 
<laughs> Doyle's on That's board, obviously. Yeah, that started tomorrow. <laughs> Imagine. But, um, yeah, I mean... No, don't. Don't. Massive congrats to both of them. I don't think that it's going to mean that, Santos, that our form I think Santos off. deserved the player in the month. Oh, Santos, honestly, if Santos does not get into team of the season, something's yeah. not right. <laughs> because, I'm sorry, he's been in team of the week pretty much every week. Like, he deserves it massively. Um, and also, again, speaking of defenders, kind of, um, Jilks. <laughs> Bit of a 50-50 again. Um and it, just the goalkeeper situation as a whole, as we've... It was unlucky, though. I mean, yeah. Uh, what Tyler's referring to, if you don't know, um, obviously, I mean, I mean, I assume you do know. I assume it's majority Bolton fans that watch this. Yeah, it's all over um, Twitter, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen too much criticism of Jilks because um, I think people are kind of like, oh, well, we won, so it's fine. Um, Most but, people are saying it's because of the weather as well, because it yeah. was raining. Which is what, what I was going to say. Like, I don't think there was a lot Jilts could have done against Cambridge to keep that goal out. Um, it kind of did remind me, though, I'm not going to lie, of um, uh, Rob Green in the World Cup. Oh, my God. <laughs> it kind of did, I'm not going to lie. Obviously, not oh. on a much smaller scale, obviously, but it kind of just looked the same. Um, but, yeah, uh, I've got no problems with Jilts being in that. I mean, he is... Yeah. He's made some like amazing saves, and he's like, how old is he? Is he like fifty? <laughs> Could be wrong. Oh, <laughs> I think I'm definitely wrong. He's well, he's forty odd. We'll go with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's made some top quality saves over the past few weeks, few months, really. Um, and obviously, that again brings up, you know, I mean, we spoke about it. Uh, last week, the goalkeeper situation um, and why Jilks is still playing and not focusing on the coaching aspect of his of his role. Um, and again, going back to the topic as well of overhyped, apparently people are now saying that about Jensen, which you can't definitively say somebody's overrated if they haven't played yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> Everett made it like no secret that he wanted to make sure that all them January signings were settled. Obviously, again, the point that comes up from that, though, is that obviously Williams went straight into the team and so did Madison. But that's just because of the quality they are. Like, Afalayan didn't jump straight into the squad. It took him a couple of weeks to get into the squad. Um, and then, obviously, Jensen still hasn't managed to get into the squad. But um, from what I've seen on the Inside Lost Stock on YouTube pretty decent to be honest um but yeah i don't think he'll stick around um after this season if i'm honest so i think i think, I think he will i don't know bro <laughs> because i mean obviously he hasn't played yet obviously anything could happen he could he could play tomorrow we don't know um but it's like we we both i think we both said it last week i know i said it um but last week i said that um you know Everett probably doesn't want to take a risk when it's unnecessary. Um, yeah, you said it. I said something else. In the sense that Jilks is on form right now and he's probably our best option, realistically. And then to bring in... Obviously, we're not going to bring back Krellin, let's be honest. That's, I don't oh, think Krellin will play for us oh, again. Um, oh, 
yeah, I don't think Crowley's going to play for us again, at least not this season. I mean, obviously, his loan ends Should at the end of the season. So, Should expire. Um, but yeah, in, in the in the terms of like, Jilx, he's on form, so Everett doesn't want to take the risk of them bringing in Jensen and then potentially, ha- like, obviously, Jensen's not played for us yet, so he's going to need time to adjust to it. So he may not play at all. We don't know. He may have been brought in as a backup and Jilks just is going to see out the rest of the season. But um, yeah, I mean, I would like to see Jensen start, but obviously I do understand. I understand why Ever isn't playing him yet um, because obviously he, he doesn't want to drop points if it can be avoided, which right now with Jilks in that, I think can be avoided. Um, but yeah, I mean, what are your overall thoughts on Jensen? I think he will become an absolute baller in it. Because I think he, he could contend if, like I said, I think he should stay and then do a ro- like a rotation keeper, like what apparently Crowing was. Because if Jilt's actually form retires and goes into coaching, we'll need an actual keeper unless in the summer Everett buys a decent keeper, keeps Jensen and then just rotates them, which I think he should do personally. Because like you said, I'd like to see Jensen play, but when? Would he play though? Yeah, I'd say that's, that's, that's the same thing. Like, if you, the thing is, like, if you picture how long we've got left in the season, I like, by the way, as well, can we just say, like, how well Jilks is doing? Like, me and Tyler both were skeptical when the rumors started that Jilks was potentially replacing Krellin. We were kind of like, can he do it week in, week out? He's proved that he can. Um, but um, obviously, again, there's still that thing in the back of my head that says, but how long for? Like, how long can he play week in, week out? Um, which leads me on to my next point as well, actually, about Jilks. Um, we'll discuss it properly in, in a second, but um, a lot of people think he might retire at the end of this season, um, which yeah. it, it wouldn't surprise me. But, uh, yeah, it just... I don't know. If it happens, it happens. Obviously, I would like to see him stay, but... I mean, he's going to stay, but in the sense of a coach. Um, but yeah, in terms of Jensen, um, again, like like to see him play. Um, I think he's he's a very good keeper right now, but it's just unnecessary to put him in. Um, and as well, I think that like a lot of people are looking at like you know who's number one, two, three. Obviously, we know Jilix is number one, um, but the two and three, there's a lot of debate. People have said that Krellin's number two. Personally, I think Jensen's number two already. Like, um, and as well, actually, another interesting point um, that I just thought of. Um, but what do you think about Everett's like bench choice? Not in the sense of you know every player he puts on the bench. Obviously, he's got to rotate and whatever. But in terms of a goalkeeper, he doesn't necessarily put a goalkeeper on the bench, which a lot of teams do. Just obviously in case, you know, I don't know, Jilts gets injured, then then what's going to happen? You know? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think he he should put um, either Jensen or Krellin on the bench just as a precaution? Yeah, I think he is taking a bit too much of a risk with not putting a keeper on. Because I've seen other like, team sheets, they put keepers on just in case something serious happens. And then who have we got on the bench that's going to replace Jilks say if he was injured, serious injury? Who's going to put on them? All we'll have is like outfielders and like 
that means they like say, don't get me wrong, probably like say Darcy or something go or go in there or something. Yeah. Don't want it to happen like that. I think he should start putting Jensen on the bench to try and just to give it a bit of precaution just in case someone actually does something. Plus as well, I think it, that would actually boost Jensen's confidence because I imagine, you know, not even making the bench kind of makes a player think, well, wh- wh- why am I here, you know? I may as well have stayed at Burnley because the same thing's happening. He's probably been paid a bit more. Um, obviously, I know it's loan, so they probably would have split the fees. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Again, I do think he's taken a massive risk um, by not having a backup keeper on the bench, um, especially now the fact that we've got five subs. Like, not obviously on sat on the bench, but as in just, you know, we can make five subs. Um it's not going to make too much of a difference. Um, but, I mean, it is just our luck. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Obviously, touch wood that it doesn't happen. But I would not be surprised if one of our key players got injured. I'll be completely honest. Because um, it just is Bolton's luck. And then that'll completely... Like, thing is with Bolton, you always look at them and then as soon as they start doing well, something else prevents us from doing well. Um, obviously last season it was the minus 12 that stopped us and then obviously you know given the players we brought in and whatever um, then I think we did kind of pick up a bit of form we weren't necessarily consistent but um, you know we did yeah, in, in, in part of that season and then obviously the whole almost not existing thing and all that was what cost us and stuff but um, yeah I mean I do think Jensen deserves to be on the bench at least. And then if he is on the bench, his confidence might go up because obviously then he's going to be more motivated to try and get into that first team, um, which is actually a lot harder for a goalkeeper if you think about it. Um, you know, for, for an out, outfield player, they, they can demonstrate so much more in training and stuff to make it into the first team. Whereas a goalkeeper can realistically only be judged on their performances during games. Um, but yeah, now let's talk about our form in general. Um, as I said at, at the start of the podcast, probably going to be a lot of the same things we said last week, but that's just because not a lot's changed and then not a lot needs to be changed. So, um, what are your thoughts on our <laughs> recent form? I guess, I mean, that's the only question I can ask really. We are excelling in our form, 10 games undefeated. Hopefully, make it 11 tomorrow. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Don't have to perform out of the skin for that badge. Like I've said in basically all the podcasts, they play for that badge every week and every single time they kick a ball. They deserve to wear that badge and they should wear it with pride. It was actually as well, though, like particularly last season, there was a lot of questions asked whether... Um, you know, a lot of the players last season wanted to actually be there. And, you know, a lot of the, well, one of the biggest criticisms of Bolton in general, of Bolton players in general over the past few seasons, regardless of who comes in and who goes out, um, has been that they don't play for the badge. And, you know, we've seen it many a time, especially me and Tyler. Um, you know, we've not obviously not just especially that made it sound like it was only us two that seen it, but, 
yeah, a, a lot of people have seen this, especially over the past few years. Um, you know, if we go 1-0 down in the game, we'd more often not drop our heads. And Bolton fans at, at one point actually kind of, as soon as we went 1-0 down, we'd be like, oh, well, that's it. We've lost. Um, which obviously was not a healthy mentality. Um, but obviously this season has kind of reminded everyone that, you know, we just need the right set of players and then we can be we can be a championship club again at the very least. I'm not going to say a prem because there's going to be a lot of people that be like, oh, you're deluded, you're this, you're that. I will happily stay in the championship for the next however many years. I'll take it. Because in my opinion, this is going to cause a bit of an uproar, but <laughs> the championship is a lot more entertaining to watch than the Premier League. And like, if you disagree, cool. But that's probably because you're a Liverpool fan. But, um, <laughs> you know. Or, or United fan. Yeah, I mean, just if you're a Premier League fan, you probably disagree. But um, it's just that sense of, like, the Premier League, you know kind of what the top six is going to look like in whatever form. Like, you know United's probably going to be up there. City, Liverpool, although this season, who knows. Um, you know, Chelsea could be up there. And, you know, you, you pretty much know the top six every season, regardless of if they move right. around in the top six. Right from Tottenham and Arsenal. <laughs> And that, but um, yeah, obviously this season has shaken it up a bit, but there's still a lot of the big teams that are there, you know. But to be Steel, fair, United, Leicester, yeah, Chelsea. I'll Chelsea. be honest, I don't mind the fact that City and United are in the title race because it kind of reminds me of like old older days, not obviously like olden days, but you know. Yeah, bringing like, back to the day where like 2012 days and stuff like that, where it was always United and City. Um, which remember, I kind of like when you were saying, remember the days when it was them to actually fight for the title, and it was Aguero who scored the win <laughs> winner for City. And we unfortunately got real good, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, I don't know how we ended up on that, but yeah, um, yeah, I just think championships are a lot, a lot more like there's a lot more at stake. Obviously, if you get promoted, that's sick, but like, I'd much rather just stay in the championship. I don't think Bolton. In, in my lifetime or our lifetime, we'll get back to the Premier League. I mean, who knows? You can never say yeah. never, but I I mean, it's probably like a one in a 10 billion chance, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, uh, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> I'll be honest. Cambridge, oh. sure. We'll go back yeah. to that. Um, but yeah, the Cambridge game... Like like we said about Jilks, there wasn't a lot we could have done about that that goal that they scored. Um, again, the only criticism, we probably should have won by more goals. Um, I mean, at least 4-1. Oh, at least. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, can't fault the lads, um, really, uh, other than, you know, we need to be more clinical. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's literally all we can say. Like, usually we elaborate yeah. on these points and you know, try and have a bit of a debate or whatever. There's literally nothing else to say because, <laughs> like Tyler just said, we're unbeaten in 10 games. So we can't complain people, about anything. People, I've seen people call it the magic 10 for us now, apparently. Well, I mean, actually, I think, I don't know if it was either this week I've seen it or last week, just after the podcast, but I don't think we mentioned it. But um, Ian Everett's now the second ever manager to win or be undefeated in 10 games it's something like that the other one was Sam Allardyce which obviously Bolton legend on and off the pitch um and the, and the only manager to get close to 
10, but I get seven, is Owen Coyle. Which, I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Owen Coyle, I've not heard that name in a while. But, um, yeah, again, we can't really say anything. Um, the Bradford game, I think we can definitely say a bit more on, um, just in, in the sense that I think we got Don't get a bit I've had, I've, had, I've had someone jump at me on Instagram. <laughs> I think we got a bit unlucky, personally. Um, again, we weren't clinical enough. Probably should have won that game. But looking at the pitch we were on, um, I'll take the point because that pitch was awful, realistically. Um, don't get me wrong, it's better than like a Sunday league pitch where you turn up and it's literally all mud. But like, it wasn't far off. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> we kind of just had to find a way to win. And unfortunately on that day, we couldn't. But um, probably should have. Uh, but it is what it is. I mean, what do you think about the, the Bradford draw? I think we were unlucky because literally it was just a little bounce and he just runs in and just smashes it top right. Yeah. To be Nothing fair, a... our goal in that game was a bit lucky, you could argue. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, you got to give in to Delfonso. But I mean, realistically, all Defonso did was run into it. <laughs> so, and not run onto it. Don't be confused. He literally ran into the ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hey, look, I'll take it. Obviously, I would have liked to have three points because I think we'd have actually, we wouldn't have we'd, been we'd in be, top three, but we'd, we'd have been fourth right now. Yeah, we'd have been sat fourth. Um, Just two points off third. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's still doable. Um, as long as we just don't lose games. That's the key thing. As long as we're still picking up points and we at least get playoffs, I'm happy. Um, I'm stressed, but I'm happy. Um, but yeah, um, obviously now, tomorrow, that is, not now, um, we face Port Vale. I never saw subjects, <laughs> just based on the fact that, obviously at the start of the season, it was something like, what, 6-2, 3 Something like that. 6-3. 6-3. So, I mean, to be fair, in you say first... battered, but realistically, at least we scored three goals. <laughs> in the first 20 minutes, we were 4-0 down in the first 20 Yeah, minutes. but I mean, we still... Yeah, we lost. There was not, There's not a lot I can say. I was trying to be positive about it, but there's not a lot I can... But, um, me and Tyler briefly spoke about this yesterday. Um, yeah, I mean, it could go either way. You know, Port Vale could be that same team that battered us 6-3. But at the same time, we could turn up, especially now, like we've got players like Madison, Afalayan, and and people like that, like Declan John as well. Um, you know, especially when we're on we're on form, like unbeaten in ten. I think we've got a pretty good chance tomorrow. Um yeah. it's just a matter of obviously again, I I say this every time I talk about the other team, but I don't watch them. So I don't know yeah. how Port Vale have been playing. Um which I should probably start doing just based on the fact I think I did it for the first couple of podcasts we ever did. But then after that You did it you did it last week stopped. and you checked um where Bradford and Cambridge were. Yeah, but I mean that's checking points. I mean that I like actually in terms of seeing how they play, um I don't really do. Um but I mean, yeah, I mean it's a fifty fifty game, I think. I think it could end in a draw, if I'm honest, which I don't want to say. Because, I mean, I think I predicted a draw for the Bradford game, didn't I? And then... No, no, you predicted a one. Oh. Well, that's probably why we drew. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I reckon we're going to end up with the draw. Um, I think yeah, but... a 1-1 again, if I'm honest. 
Um, off off camera, I spoke to you about it. I got the Cambridge one right. Yeah, he did. To be fair, um, but I mean, yeah, it could go either way. It, it it could, you know, we could turn up, play our football that we have done, and beat them, or we could turn up, struggle a bit, could get battered. Who knows? Um, obviously, again, I, I I hope we win, of course. Because um, that would be massive, actually. In fact, shall I see? I don't think the table's changed too much other than the fact that we've dropped down to seventh. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's still pretty tight at the top. Um, just in general, actually, to be fair. Um, but yeah, well, technically, we kind of, on points, we're joint sixth with Newport, but obviously that would be goal difference and whatever. Um but yeah, so obviously because Exeter won the other day, that meant that we dropped down a place. Um, it's unfortunate, but I mean, we can't really do anything about other games. But yeah, looking at the top, Cheltenham, who are sat at the top, are on 59 points. So not not impossible. And then Cambridge and Forest Green, which Forest Green is going, going to be a massive game. We need to win that game. Um yeah, Forest Green and Cambridge are sat on 58. So they're tied. Um, obviously, again, goal difference and stuff. But um, Tramier are fourth. Um, Morecambe are on 56. Um, by the way, Tramier are on 57. Um, and then Newport are sat on 54 with us. Um, oh, we win so tomorrow. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. But we win tomorrow. The issue is we need Tramier to lose. Um, and who's Tramier goal? No idea, but they need to lose. <laughs> give them um, Cheltenham. Just give them Cheltenham. Yeah, but I mean, I do personally. Right, I'm going to say something that I don't think I've said before. Tramier have a decent side, okay? Not that, that doesn't mean I like them. <laughs> I'll be honest. There's only one player I like, and that is Jay Spearing, just because he was obviously former Bolton. But um, yeah. He's the only player I actually like at Tramier. Getting someone so. else. Getting someone else. Oh, Ali Crawford, yeah, but he's still technically a Bolton player. So, like, <laughs> plus, I, I'll be honest, I did forget about him. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, you, I forgot what I was saying, man. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah, Tramier have got a decent side. Um, I, don't, I don't see them having a good enough side to win playoffs if they obviously don't push up but um, as long as we get promoted I'll take it I don't really want to play Tramia next season I'll be honest <laughs> um, I might have said it on a podcast before but, but I've definitely said it somewhere um, the one game I do not look forward to every season obviously if we're in the same uh, league is Tramia simply because of how deluded their fans are. <laughs> like, we've, me and Tyler have made it no, like, we've not ever shied away from the fact that we do not like Tramia fans. <laughs> we don't like Tramia in general. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, that was, that's just going to be a rivalry for God knows how long. Um, but yeah, Tramia probably will get promoted, I'll be honest, but I don't think they'd win playoffs for it. I think they might end up getting a bit lucky and, Maybe pushing top three, um, but as long as we get top Anything three, think, I'll take it. Hate to say it, but I think they'll get second. <laughs> Which I'm not bothered as long as we're third. But, um, you know, 
because that would just be the ultimate like kicking the teeth almost. Like especially if we go into playoffs and then lose, Tranmere fans are gonna be like, <laughs> we're good enough to get automatic. Like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. Um, what, what what would be a kick in the teeth is though goal difference. We finish in the playoffs and they finished third just on goal difference by one okay. goal. I mean, <laughs> I don't see it happening, personally. But you never know. Um, but yeah, I mean, me and Tyler said last week that, you know, we think we can make top three. We just need to not lose games and not drop off form because a drop off in form now would send us tumbling back down the table, which we don't want, especially because of how tight it is. Like, one game can change the whole whole table. Like, um, look at uh, Forest Green for example they were at the top of the table a couple of weeks ago weren't they and then they were top of the table for the past 10 weeks and yeah. then get, get battered off the team and then this drop and then yeah and then they I mean to be fair they've not dropped down massively but you know they're still in the top three True. but um, yeah I mean it does show that one game can like throw a team's whole season off um, I hope that doesn't happen with us <laughs> obviously uh, but you never know it could happen. Um, I'm kind of prepared for it to happen because, I mean, that's just the mentality of a Bolton fan over the past few seasons is basically set your expectations as low as possible <laughs> so you cannot be disappointed. Um, but obviously now this season we do have more uh, more expectations and higher expectations of the team simply because of where we are. Um, what I really like as well, actually, it's just popped into my head, the fact that ever still isn't satisfied like a lot of managers would probably look at where we are in the team but oh we're in playoffs it's fine like and kind of not sit back because obviously you want to stay in playoffs but almost take the foot off the gas just a little bit and then obviously it all either goes wrong or you know you just settle for playoffs whereas ever after every interview like he's pretty much saying oh but we're not happy where we are it's like we are happy where we are we just know we need to be higher <laughs> like um but i mean yeah we may as well talk about um ian Everett, um as well obviously um i mean the run of form he, he's sending this team on um i mean do you think this is enough to prove that he deserves to be a long term yeah definitely definitely 100 percent. he is here for the long run which uh, ever outers ever outers right now crying but <laughs> well they're not because obviously Bolton are doing well which is what it is but like yeah I mean obviously all the uh, ever hours I mean it's going to be it's going to be a thing for the rest of this season at least um but yeah I mean there's not a lot we can do about it you know in the sense of you know every every single football club if you're in obviously like the main divisions um are gonna have a 50-50 split almost like I've said before, like, in football, when it comes to opinions and stuff, there's no middle ground. Like, there's no sitting on the fence um, when it comes to opinions. There'll be people that try and say, like, oh, I don't know, like, I can see the argument on this side and that side, but nobody's ever truly sat on the fence. Like, nobody's ever truly sat in the middle, like, oh, I'm just neutral in all of this, because everybody's got an agenda in football these days, um, whether it's good, whether it's bad. Everybody's got one, and everybody's obviously got an opinion. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've always said this, that, you know, especially 
that, so this is why I hate fifty percent of Bolton fans, <laughs> just because of you know delusion and being wrong. <laughs> um, obviously, that's not me saying that I, you know we're always right. That's just it's like I said earlier. Like if there are facts and people are going against that, like with Madison calling him all overrated and overhyped, that's just flat out wrong. Like okay, he might not have lived up to his full potential yet. But he's going to. It's going to happen. Um, you know, he, he's still not. He's not been playing bad. It's not like how Baptiste started off the season, is it? Like, <laughs> now look at Baptiste as well. By the way, like, yeah, um, that's interesting actually as well. Baptiste, I don't think has got enough credit, just considering how far he's actually come. Because obviously, me and you gave him a lot of stick <laughs> and said he probably should be dropped from the team. Now. Yeah. I would hate if he got dropped from the team. <laughs> but um, I, I think mean, we always said that because a certain someone, which I don't want to say because you'll ramble on about it. I don't certain know who you're defender. about. Certain defender. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'm finally at peace with the whole George Taft thing. I'll be honest. Um, I'm not, but <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not going to ramble about it. Um, but I mean, yeah, just how far Baptiste has actually come, like. Now, I'll hold my hands up and say, you know, me and Tyler were probably wrong about Baptiste. <laughs> you know, we were saying that half the time he looks like he's just wandering and just walking, which at the start of the season he was. And then he kind of had a little period where he was like, eh, he's, he's good, but he's not, you know, amazing. Some games he's still not great. Um, now, Jesus Christ, ever, please don't take him out. <laughs> please do not take him out. Him and Santos at the back. Oh my god! I mean, as we brought up earlier, they're like first and second in like most passes and stuff like that. So, yeah, just please do not take them out, <laughs> please. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as as well, um, you know, players developing and you know from where where the, the team as a whole was at the start of the season to where we are now, there's been a massive improvement from every single player. Obviously, it. The, excluding the January signings because obviously thought I had a lot of time to improve. But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of that starting squad we had at the start of the season, you know, players like Doyle, especially right now, Doyle is absolutely on fire. He, he's he's pretty much banged them in for fun, which, again, I'm, I'm just saying, we said that was going to happen. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, we said... We said, right, from, from pretty much the first week of the season when Doyle wasn't getting the ball and we noticed that, we said, you supply Doyle, you get goals. It's that simple, you know? Um, and now he's being supplied and he's getting goals, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, and yeah, uh, Delfonso as well, which we spoke about, I think, last week, um, obviously, Started off the season and, and pretty much average form, but I mean, the whole team did. And then we hit our hard stride for that five games, and that it, it was amazing. Um, Delfonso was one of the key players as well. Um, and then obviously, Delfonso had a lot of stuff going on, you know, behind the scenes outside of football and stuff. You know, he had a kid, and you know, there could have been anything else happening. Obviously, COVID probably didn't help that. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, now he's bounced back again. Like, you could argue that, you know, maybe the Bradford goal probably probably wasn't deserved for him. But, you know, it went in. 
So right place, we take right it. place, right time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, D'Alfonso is definitely, he's not back at his best, which I think we said last week, but he's definitely getting towards that. Um, you know, he's all over that pitch. He's not like, he's not once stood still and like, you know, just walked and kind of waiting for the ball. Like, that's what I like as well, actually, about Doyle and D'Alfonso. They don't just stay up front and wait for the ball. They do drop back. Obviously, Doyle had to do that earlier in the season just because that's the only way he got the ball. But um, with D'Alfonso and Doyle, like, honestly, probably one of the best strike um, duos in the league, I'm going to be honest. Um, not just in the sense of, like, you know, a lot of people now, especially with how Harry Kane and Son have been this season, a lot of people kind of, if you're going to talk about duos, you kind of... Comparison. All right. No, but it, like, obviously, again, I know we're in League Two before any Premier League fans come at us and they're like, yeah, but you're in League Two. This is completely different. But just on the basis of comparing like strike forces and whatever, like a lot of people now do look at Son and Kane as almost an example. And um, they do compare them... Um, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but again, it is a different league. Um, but yeah, a lot of people think that now, like the ideal partnership has to be like Kane and Son, which it, I don't think it does. Because um, going to Delfonso, obviously, besides, you know, forgetting about what league we're in and what league Tottenham are in and whatever, um, like going to Delfonso, let's be honest, they don't necessarily assist each other. They have done, but not a lot. So a lot of people probably look at that and be like, right, well, how can there be like a deadly duo almost? Just in the fact that how many goals they have got this season, Doyle especially, and then Delfonso as well, just um, the way he performs and like the goals again he's got this season. And they have assisted each other. Um, they are two of the best in League Two, for sure. Um, to be fair, I'll be honest, I could probably sit here and say that about a lot of people in this Bolton squad. But you can call me biased, but let's be honest, I think it was either Thogden or Thogdad that said this, right? On paper, we have the best team in the league. Hands down. It was Thogdad who said this. Yeah. Um, I mean, hands down, we do. It Like, even at the start of the season, before we had Madison, before we had Afalayan, before we had Jensen, sure. Um, but yeah, before we had all of the January signings, like we still had the best team. Before we had Kieran Lee, we still had the best team. Like, and we've only added to that, and it has shown. Um, honestly, this the only thing that can make this season perfect. Honestly, is us getting automatic promotion. You know, finishing in that top three because yep. the way I look at I'm it, still- like. Obviously, it hasn't been the perfect season, obviously, in terms of actually, you know, how results have gone and stuff. But the way I look at it, it just shows a massive improvement. And it just shows, like, the stages we've gone through to get to where we are. Like, we have actually worked really hard this season. Um, and obviously, that goes down to everybody at Bowen, you know, Sharon Britton, all all, um, all the members of the board and whatever. Um and yeah, obviously, Ian Everett, the coaching staff, all the players, um, the effort they, they've all put in this season, mental. Um, but yeah, just going back to that, um, I forgot what I was saying again. <laughs> it's gone out of my head. But uh, basically, yeah, um, it would be the perfect season if we can top it off with top three. 
just in the sense that obviously we started off very shaky and very, you know, obviously losing games wasn't great. Then, um, obviously, after all the recruitment and whatever, after the rebuild had started, um, then we kind of hit a point where we were like extremely inconsistent, where we could win a game, then lose a game, then win a few games, lose a few games. Um, and then obviously January has just boosted us. It's given us the confidence boost we needed. Um, and obviously then Madison coming in and stuff like that. Um, yeah. If, if you try and picture Bolton's like timeline of this season almost, or as a graph, sure. This is the best way I can explain this. But like we started off very like at the bottom and it's only gone up since. Um, admittedly, it's probably gone like that a few times, but it's gone up and down. Literally. But yeah, that pretty much everything I wanted to talk about. Have you got anything else you want to talk about? Score predictions. Oh yeah, we didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <sighs> do I go positive? I don't know. I mean, it's I said, me, I said it, could, me, you? it could be a draw. Um, you go first. I need time to think. Do I go positive or negative? Well, you may know what scoreline you think I'm going with. If you say 6-3, I swear to God, Tyler, if you think we can turn no. up and beat them 6-3. No. <laughs> I'm going 3-0. Jesus Christ. I mean... So, we'll grab two. <laughs> and... Sarsovic. I was going to say Madison, but it's like... Do I... I don't know. I don't know whether to go positive or negative. Um, well, obviously, I don't want to be negative as well, by the way. Like, it's just, it, it depends on the game. Like, sometimes you just have to be negative, um, you know. Especially when the last time you played Port Vale or we played Port Vale, we lost 6-3. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's like I said earlier, like, now that we have Madison and players like that, we've got a, a, a very strong side now. And obviously, when we last played Port Vale, the team hadn't gelled yet. So, now that we have gelled, I do see us winning the game, but it's a matter of on the day. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'll go 2-0, sure. 2-0 um, win. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll turn up and batter them, if I'm honest. Um, but I also don't think they're going to turn up and batter us, especially because... Again, just the quality we've got in the side. Um, unless Everett, for some reason, makes a drastic change to the to the starting lineup, then um, I don't see different people we don't even know. Imagine, I mean, Jensen starts, but I mean, Baptiste is off. <laughs> I don't, imagine, but um, Doyle doesn't even get on the blooming bench. Christ, can you imagine? Um, obviously, I doubt he's going to do that because I'm pretty. Doyle's been one of them players as well that's not like he's never really been dropped to the bench, has he? I'm pretty sure he's started most uh, yeah, games. Yeah, once, once when he played yeah. Arthur instead of Doyle. But then um, even, I think the only time Doyle's not been in the starting eleven is obviously, as you just mentioned, when he did play on the bench once. But um, yeah, and then the only other time was when he had a brief injury, didn't he, towards the start of the season. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Doyle's not really been out of that starting eleven. Um not not for a long period of time. So, obviously, Doyle's pretty much a guaranteed one to play. Um, I think Sars is, for sure. But, I mean, that can rotate. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I think tomorrow, who, oh, who's going to get the goals? Oh, God. Um, I mean, I'll say Doyle, because I mean, with the form he's on, he's pretty much guaranteed yeah, at this point. Um, Doyle will get at least one. And I think, I think Afalayan's due one, to be honest. I think, oh. I think he might get one tomorrow. But we've been wrong when it comes to goal scorers most of this season, so who knows? Um, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I think both me and Tyler have said that Madison was going to get one <laughs> pretty much every episode for the past three weeks. But yeah, is what it is. I do think he's still imagine. going to get one for sure. Yeah, imagine we could, we're not predicting me goals and bangs some goals in tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. But um, yeah, I think that's that's it for this uh, this episode. Um, yeah, I mean, thank you for watching, listening. Um, I feel like I was going to say something else then, but then there's nothing else I can say for that. But yeah, uh, obviously, if you are watching it on YouTube, then please do hit that like button and hit that subscribe button. Um, and as always, do let us know in the comments um, what your score prediction is. And, you know, feel free to jump in on any of the discussions that me and Tyler have had today. Um, about whether, you know, Jensen should be playing, shouldn't be playing, stuff like that. Um, and if you are listening on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, I said Apple Music then. Um, yeah, leave us a review, um, whether it's star rating or whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> we very much appreciate it. And yeah, uh, we have been Aaron and Tyler. Um I don't know. I, I, I'm winging this outro, I'll be honest. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week uh, for us, half 12. But it, honestly, there's not a specific time these episodes go out. But um, yeah. That depends we, if we get anyone. That just depends. On that. It's very hard to get a guest as well. Christ. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah. That's the thing, actually. <laughs> if you are watching this on YouTube, drop a comment to see who you'd like us to try and get on. Yeah. We are trying our best to try and get people on. <laughs> it's just a nightmare, <laughs> honestly. Um, th- we've emailed a couple of people and had no reply, so yep, it just is what it is. Um, but yeah, let us know in the comments who you would like to see on the podcast. And um, yeah, we will see you next week for a new episode. And hopefully we're closer to that top three. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>